Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I am uh, really excited about this story because earlier this year we were talking with Ali about Katie having some cool, interesting DNA ancestry stuff happening. Well, yeah, because she was adopted. She knew she was adopted, but she went on Ancestry to find some more information about her lineage. And then she found out that her birth father, that who the person she thought was her birth father, was not her birth father. Right. And that her birth father is alive. And so it was quite the news to get. So then... Allie found this story and we were like, whoa, there's a headline from CBS News that says doctor accuses Oregon clinic of illegally using his donated sperm for 17 children. And the story is crazy because he had no idea that there were this many children. And we actually um, have one of those children on the phone. Her name is Allison Alley. Um, and she this joined is not us- a fake person. I was going to say, this is not a fake person <laughs> that Allie is making up. I know. My um, name is Allie. And then and and, and, and that we have a that we, you have a fake burner account named your Sally I, Johnson. I do not have a fake burner account. <laughs> and this is Allison Alley for real. Allison Alley, you are you are here real and not me. Correct. Correct. Okay, great. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. Um, Allison, I guess the, the first thing I would love to, to ask you is, how did you become aware of this? Um, so my parents my parents uh, let me know a while back that they used a sperm donor um, and that I was a donor child. And uh, I actually ended up talking to my the clinic that they used um, to conceive me and was, was told about how many kids there were. And did they tell you that there were 17 initially or like did this come up later when like all when the story became a big story? Um, no, they told me there was a there was a that there was a cap met by the donor. So my donor had at least 14 and and then that that there's there's all sorts of exceptions to the cap. And we were able to figure out that there was at least 17 kids born. Wow. Um, yeah. So you went on Ancestry and you had originally gone on to find some other information about your your background, right? About your Irish roots? Uh yeah. <laughs> just just looking for information and and we uh I've actually matched to um eight siblings now between all of the DNA testing sites. So when you found out you had all these siblings, well I guess when this this Burnbank told you that you could have up to 17 siblings and then you started seeing them on on uh, ancestry what was the feeling like what what how did you process that um it was really overwhelming to know how many there are mm. <laughs> uh, you know we I started out when I when I found out I, I found my first sibling and and her and I became really close and had a really good relationship and so that was nice for the two of us to be able to discover everything together having somebody to do it with, but, um, you just kind of each, each one, you each sibling you find, it's a different, a whole different person. So just kind of learning a relationship with a new person. Now, I, I hope I don't sound like an idiot, but I'm, I'm realizing I've never thought about families that have a sperm donor and how that works because it's kind of like being adopted, I guess, to a degree mm-hmm. because, you don't have you don't have the same DNA as your parents, but it's not that like. Well, you may have seen the same DNA as one of your parents. As one of your parents, right. yes, as your as your mom, I guess, correct? Right. Yep. But how does that dynamic? Yeah, like how long did you know that you were conceived via sperm donor? Was it when you were an adult, or did they tell you when you were a kid? Yeah. So all of my siblings kind of have a different story. Mine is uh, my parents didn't tell me until I was having children of my own and started asking questions. Oh. So I grew up. I grew up with my dad being my dad. 
And that's kind of that kind of seems to be one situation that happens a lot because a lot of the times when parents use donors to con- conceive children, they said, don't tell the kids because they'll never have information. It's not there's no adoption record. It's an anonymous donor. And, and OK, sorry, so they ahead. never told me. So when you found out, how did that how did that go? Like, um, was that upsetting or talk, talk to um, me about that? I have a really strong relationship with um, the man I call my dad who raised me. So to me, it was really, it wasn't, it wasn't too upsetting. I know a lot of people, it it kind of takes a long time to get to. I was just, I was excited at the potential of having siblings at that point. Hmm. Um, But yeah, there's, you know, there's people, I have siblings who um, were raised by single moms. So they obviously knew all their life they were donors or, you know, that it came out earlier in their lives. So everybody's kind of got a different situation, but I didn't find out until I was an adult. So we're talking to Allison Alley, who is one of 17 or 18 children, I guess, that um, are a part of this story where a man's uh, sperm donation fostered 18 children and he's now uh, suing the sperm bank. And uh, Allison, I guess I also want to know, did you want to meet the sperm donor, your, yeah, your that's what I want. biological dad <laughs> and all the other siblings too? Like, I, a big did, reunion? Yeah. Something? Um, I will say for me, like I had no, um, I I didn't really have any interest in meeting my donor just because I had a really good relationship with my dad. Mm -hmm. I did end up meeting him through all of this and he was a very kind man and it was very nice. He was really nice to me. I've always been more focused on my siblings and having that kind of thing, those relationships. And we've done meetups with the siblings. And I think, um, for the most part, the siblings are kind of in the same position we all we're all adults now. We all have our own families and we're really looking for like the sibling thing versus the, the parent thing. So a lot of us do meet up and, and have, I guess you could call little reunions like that. And when you have these reunions, do you notice you have same habits and things like that? That's what always fascinates oh me. Like yeah. with my wife, oh, they're all half siblings. Yeah, yeah, she'll meet like some of her biological family and they kind of have the same tics or the same mannerisms when they didn't even know each other before. Have you experienced that? Oh, yeah. And the first thing is, is we all look a lot alike. I mean, there's no denying that we're You're siblings like, yep. for sure. That's so yeah, exactly. Um, which is really weird to walk up to somebody who has the same facial features as you that you've never met before. Um, but I remember one of the times we got together uh, was we had our moms come to and our moms were just sitting back watching us talk and they're like, oh, my gosh, they have the same facial expressions and they move their hands the same, you know, we definitely, uh, we definitely have a lot of the same mannerisms. All right. Last question. You can be honest. Have you met any of your siblings that you're like, "Mm, I don't like you? (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? We really haven't. But what, what I think is really cool about this is um, we get to make these relationships exactly what we want them to be. So Mm. I don't have to sit at an awkward Thanksgiving dinner if I don't want to with these people. <laughs> I can I can say hi and that's it. But so far it's been really great and we, we have really good connections and we've we've actually found a few a couple new ones in the last couple weeks that we're looking forward to meeting. So I I guess the last thing I'd love to ask is is there anything that you've learned about yourself uh through this whole process that that you I mean obviously like that you've more right. family like but is there anything you're learning about yourself in this whole thing? You know, I think I think that you you it's for me it's been a really hard balance between like what makes a family because you know DNA mm-hmm. doesn't make your family but then when you meet these people who have DNA you automatically have this connection with them. 
Um, and I think that that's just for me, that's what I've been learning about is just trying to figure out that whole process and um, you know, figuring out what my family is going to look like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, that's a very Channel Q story. I think um, Channel Q and, and LGBTQ folks all can understand having a chosen family or people who are not necessarily biologically connected to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and or what that family are. means yes. and different types of families for Absolutely. different environments. Well, thank you so much, Allie. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> we really appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. We got more Drop the Subject coming up after this.